Hey, I'm Gina. And I'm Tara. This podcast is a view into our lives as moms, social entrepreneurs, and best friends who hold nothing back. We talk about all the things our world has tried to keep silent. Things like our bodies. And all the stages and phases we go through. Entrepreneurship, parenting. And how it all intersects with life. Each podcast, we catch up with each other, and then we interview someone who pushes us to learn something new. Today, we talk to Marjorie Tong, founder of Juno, a revolutionary pregnancy apparel brand. Stay tuned for after our chat. Hey. Hi. Happy birthday. Hey, thanks. (laughs) It's been a fun weekend. Yeah, you're almost... To a big number, but not quite there. No, and I'm done with my 30s. I'm 39 now. Well, you're not done. You got one. one. I got one year, but I feel done with my 30s. Let's Um, talk about that. I just, what I, you know, what you're doing in your early 30s is so different than what you're doing in your later Mm -hmm. 30s. And I'm just so close to 40. I'm like, let's get it on. Let's get it. Let's just just do it and get it over with. Have you done anything recently that really marks the 39? (laughs) I played baseball this weekend. You did? <laughs> yeah. So which um, base did you get to? All the way to third. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> it was a big it was a big weekend. Special. Um, no, I actually was really I was really proud of myself. I feel like I challenged myself in a new way that I haven't done in a long time. So those of you who live in Austin know, probably know about the Texas Playboys, this like ragtag sandlot team. Um, a bunch of creative workers, like architects, designers, people in Austin who come together to play baseball. They're, they're really fun, but they're serious. Like they're oh. good ball players. Um, I, they play at this field in Weberville, um, called the long time. And it's like super Austin live music, local beer, hot dogs, baseball or softball, baseball, fast pitch wow. over, over your head pitches, baseball, like and I grew up for a few years playing softball. Um, I have a sister, hi Anna, uh, who <laughs> played collegiate uh, softball, and so she was really amazing and awesome. I kind of tagged along for a few years and had a good time. But um, I know, so someone I know played for the opposing team and was like, "We need more players. Do you want to come play?" And I was like, "Oh my gosh, I love going out to the long time. Sure, I'm in. Let's do it." Um, I got there in this. Uh, hilarious legit uniform and I started to look around and I saw all these like grown men in their like real baseball uniforms playing real baseball and I panicked and I was like oh no I bit off way more than I could chew and I got really really nervous and I was like there's no way I can do this what was I thinking I'm gonna hurt myself I haven't played in years and I was like I should just be in the stands that's where I belong I'll be the fan who's drinking beer and eating hot dogs and then I just had a moment where I was like, I have got to shake it. You're like, and snap out of it. Snap out of There's it. There's no crying in baseball. <laughs> yeah. And then that's when Anna was texting me all of the League of Their Own thing. She's like, lay off the high ones. Right. I like the high ones. And so that kind of snapped me out of it. It was super helpful. And I took my time with fielding and I just like forced myself to go up to, to bat. And as soon as I took one swing, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. This is fun. Just have a good time. Stop being so serious. 
And yeah, I had the best day. It was like, I was two for three, which is insane. I was really proud that I actually made contact with the ball and had fun running around the bases and just, yeah, they're, they're a great group of people out there. And isn't someone on our board on born into this from the team? Yes. Um, Anna Margaret is who's on our board. Her husband plays for the playboys. Okay. Yeah. And I got to meet him when I went up to bat, he was the catcher. It was really fun (laughs) to finally meet him. And yeah, I mean, this is like, again, like a great group of people who are just committed to having fun. Mm-hmm. And that's when I, when I noticed that I was like, okay, but it was really, it was just like, I haven't, I feel like as we go through our years, right. And get became yeah. older, there's less opportunities to like physically challenge yourself in that way. And also just to do something for fun. Yeah. Where I was like, oh, we don't need to be super serious here. Just yeah. have a good time. And yeah, it was, it was, it was a blast. And anyone who lives in Austin, I highly suggest to get out to the long time. There's horses in right field, which just is like hilarious and baby goats running around. It was really, it was a special weekend. Marjorie Tong is the founder of Juno, a revolutionary pregnancy apparel brand currently in development that offers stylish and supportive EMF shielding performance wear for all phases of pregnancy. Armed with a fine arts degree from University of Oregon and dreams of being a fashion designer, Marjorie naturally landed a cushy corporate job in Los Angeles that required zero creativity and marked the beginning of a 15-year career managing large commercial accounts, negotiating deals, and navigating toxic corporate culture. Known for her creativity, curiosity, and decoding her own health, Marjorie founded Juno in 2020 to bring fashion and function together in a truly unique way. The power of clothing to safeguard our health from EMF exposure is just beginning to be recognized, and Juno will help bring awareness and education to the forefront. Marjorie is committed to helping mothers look their best while feeling protected, because motherhood doesn't mean you have to sacrifice style for function. Marjorie lives in Los Angeles with her husband, three kids, and their old gassy Frenchie. When she's not busy bringing Juno to life or shaking her booty with her children, you can find her in her vegetable garden cursing at the slugs. Marjorie, welcome to the Born Into This podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to talk to both of you. Yeah, we're so glad you're here. So how is life treating you? (sighs) Um, Life is treating me well. Um, You know, my kids thankfully are back to five days of Mm -hmm. in-person instruction at school so that's a huge relief um where where do you live again uh we're in los angeles okay and has when did everyone go back to school was that in the beginning of the school year or did every school do it differently uh so my twins are um at a private kindergarten so they've been in person since June of 2020 Mm. um okay and then my oldest son is um at a school district that applied for a a school waiver and they opened um around December 2020 and then shut down for just a brief time we had a surge in LA and then they resumed and so just two weeks ago they started just in person 100% no more distance learning so. And then when do they end? <laughs> in yeah, like in another two weeks? weeks? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, all right, we're back yeah. and done. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. It really has been that like 
the ebb and flow, right, of the school stuff. Every two weeks is different. Yes. And, you know, we're we're in Austin, Texas, and it, I think you know, but comparing it to California, it's been done very differently in the school schedule and going back in person. Um, I'm happy to hear you get a little bit of, you know. Quote, unquote, break. Quote, unquote, break. Yes. I was going to say, like, I've, as I was about to say break, I was like, or everyone just in their own spaces. Yes. Mm-hmm. When my kids went back in person like a month ago, that's how I felt. Or I was like, everyone is now in their own little corners and we can all yes. <laughs> come back together at the end of the day. Yes. It's such a wonderful feeling. <laughs> It is. Well, Marjorie, I wanted to talk to you about how we met briefly to give folks some context. And then I really want to do a deep dive into the brand you're building because I believe in it and I can't wait to see it and feel it in my own hands. Um, but we met at business class, which is Sophia Amoruso's uh, new gig that she's put out into the world that has been a gift to all of us entrepreneurs, right? And you actually won something really big from Outset LA through business class, which was like a whole branding package. Um, and you won it because you were already like kicking ass at business class, right? It was <laughs> because you were doing so well and had such a great vision. So can you tell us a little bit about all of that and how it's going? Yeah, I started workshopping this idea for Juno through business class, which has this amazing online virtual networking platform called The Lounge. So I posted about my idea with some visuals and some background about what I was doing. And Tara and I were able to connect over that post. And um, we got on the phone and had a great chat, got to, you know, hear about each other's businesses. And um, then shortly after, um, all the business class students were offered the chance to apply for a full branding package from Outset LA. And that is the group that did all the business class branding, which is this beautiful um, vintage airline inspired look. And, you know, it's just breathtaking. And so Linda Honan of Outset LA and Sophia offered this scholarship opportunity. So anyone who had finished business class could apply and um, then wait a whole month. (laughs) (laughs) That was so hard to wait. (laughs) Yeah, for the decision. And, um, you know, it's funny because I, you know, got a lot of clarity about what I wanted to do when I was putting my application together. And at the time, it was more of an exercise. I was just like, you know, this is really good for me. Um, It's been super helpful. Um, Just getting a real grasp on what I wanted to do. But in no way did I think that I would ever win it. I didn't even have a product. It was still just an idea. Sometimes I think that's the best time, though, to really integrate that branding, because then the idea really can like sit in that new branding and content design Um, and instead of it being the other way around, you won't have to pivot. Absolutely. And that's essentially what the name outset is about, you know, Mm -hmm. starting this process at the outset of, you know, business. So it was very apropos, you know, so you um, were the perfect match then it sounds like. I think it was a very tough decision. I think there were a lot of very, very good 
applicants and very different applicants. That's what's so remarkable about business class. I mean, everyone's got just all sorts of incredible ideas in all different categories. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So tell us about Juno. So Juno um, started, the idea started when I was pregnant with um, my oldest son, who's seven. Um, And um, I was just looking for some really cool, comfortable, um, athletic wear that I could wear to the gym, walking around the neighborhood. Um, and that was beyond the basics, beyond just leggings and a tank top. And Mm -hmm. so I went into a popular athleisure store, um, (laughs) and it was like, Hey, where's your maternity section? And the sales associate thing was like um yeah we don't have anything for you um but uh, you know our clothes are stretchy so they should be fine right like, yeah no said not. someone who's never been pregnant <laughs> exactly I think she was <laughs> maybe 20 yeah so, um yeah so that kind of started the wheels turning and then um a couple years later Shortly after the birth of my twins, I developed um, some really strange um, health symptoms. And, you know, the doctors did all sorts of tests, couldn't figure anything out, offered me as much medication as I wanted. <laughs> like, no. So I just kind of went down this rabbit hole of trying to crack my health and figure out what was wrong with me. And through that journey, I learned many things about what we put into our body and what we put on our body and what's in our environment um, that can be harmful to our health. And um, I learned for the first time about um, the damaging effects of EMF radiation. And EMF radiation, it stands for electromagnetic fields or electromagnetic radiation, EMR, same thing. Um, And this is energy that's emitted from, you know, any device that communicates through radio frequencies. So communicating with a cell tower, your cell phone, your wireless router, your laptop, and so on. Um, So... At that time when I was trying to, you know, figure out my health, I was, I focused more on my diet and, you know, the beauty products and lotions and and things like that I was putting on my body. And um, I didn't dive into EMF um, as much as I wish I had at the time, um, because once I really started digging into it. I sadly had a lot of moments that were like, I wish I'd only known. I wish I had only known that my babies should not be sleeping in a bedroom with a wireless router. Easy fix, right? I didn't know. Um, You know, I wish I had known that sitting in the doctor's office, scrolling through Instagram with my phone on my belly was not a good idea. You know, so how Juno has evolved is not just as a product to offer some stylish, cool, comfortable active wear, but to really, you know, increase awareness about EMF exposure. Just the way that we think about organic foods and clean beauty products and, you know, non-toxic cleaning products. Just one more kind of tool for your wellness arsenal, you know, because mm-hmm. all of this stuff, you know, all comes together and is constantly putting stress on your body and your cells. So if we can just 
lessen the load, you know, as much as we can, you know, without stressing about it. I mean, you know, if I, if I see my kid eating a conventionally grown apple, I don't freak out. You know, I know it's not the end of the world. (laughs) It's still an apple. It's still an apple. (laughs) So it, you know, it's kind of the same thing with EMF exposure. I think what's important is that we know it really can, you know, be harmful to our health, especially to children. And if we can just keep that in our mind and be more aware about where the exposure is highest, then we can do simple things to either keep our distance from it, which is the number one best thing you can do. Um, Or, you know, think about things like what I'm creating is, you know, things with shielding materials Mm -hmm. that will actually deflect some of these, you know, radiation waves. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you can just have a little bit of, you know, peace of mind, feel like you're doing one more thing to kind of protect your health and the health of your, um, you know, your kids. Yeah, it's it's uh, one of those things for me that I go into that spiral real fast. Yes, yep. <laughs> when I think about this, and I have like I'll you know have a lot of midwife and doula friends that now have like these certain cases over their phones because we have to sleep with our phones next to our heads, right? In case <laughs> all you the get time. a call, right? In case yes. yeah, in case you get a call in the middle of the night, and mm-hmm. so I think when I've like you know thought about this when my babies were young it's like I go down the spiral happens where it's like what devices how much output and then it's like the end of the spiral is like we're moving to the country right. you know right. Like, right so I mean what I, I I like how you're laying out this um you know the guidance of like just a little bit here and there like not to stress over it but like what are some changes that people can make small changes that are doable um, without moving into the country and not having a cell phone or a computer. Right, right. <laughs> or Wi-Fi. Absolutely. Um, so first, and, and I'll I'll kind of um, tell you, I, I think it's more helpful to tell you what we've done at our home mm-hmm. because I yeah. think it's, you know, more realistic. I mean, I can say just shut off your Wi-Fi at night or, you know, do, do some things that, you know, may cost a lot of money or may not be accessible to a lot of people. So, right. um, so first and foremost, just keep distance from it. Turn your cell phone off or onto airplane mode as much as you can. More often than not now, my phone is on airplane mode. I have my computer hooked up to ethernet. It's wired. So I can see texts come in if I'm at my computer, if, you know, if my Mm -hmm. husband needs to call me, it comes through my computer. And so I really don't have to have my cell phone on, you know, and communicating with my router. I tried to turn, go down the road of turning off our Wi-Fi at night. And it annoyed most people in the house because (laughs) most of us, when we wake up in the middle of the night, we want to actually entertain ourselves. Exactly. (laughs) And that was a real issue for my husband because he's not the best sleeper. So often he does wake Mm -hmm. up in the middle of the night and just start scrolling. Yeah. And um, so what I did for him is I bought um, an adapter 
that will connect to an, e um, an Ethernet cord and then it plugs into a cell phone. So his cell phone can actually be wired to Ethernet. He doesn't mm. have to use the Wi-Fi. So if he does wake up and wants to start scrolling, that's how he can do it. And Ethernet is safer than Wi-Fi because yes. it's not yeah, talking it to the radio waves. Yeah, because okay. yeah, it's not that way your device is not communicating with a cell phone tower. Yeah. It's not acting like an antenna. Yeah. And I just pictured you when you're saying turn off the Wi-Fi at night, I just picture you like walking by and like unplugging it. Or is it more just like an off? Like, what well, is it like no. a button? Well, I did. I was like, oh, turn it off. That means unplug it. Right. That's what I would do. Yeah. Well, it caused a lot of problems. And then I was like, well, oh, look at this cool gadget on Amazon. It's like a remote. So it like plugs into the outlet. Ah. Then you plug the router in the outlet and then you click the button and it's supposed to turn it off. And that was a disaster too. So maybe it works for some people. Some people say they um, put their router on a timer. That's beyond mm. me. I don't know. Yeah, I would right, definitely right. not you know, figure that out. So what I did just recently discover, which is very exciting, is I can go, if you Google like um, how to disable my Wi-Fi, because the trick is because when you when you unplug your router, you're switching off the Ethernet access too. It's not just the wireless communication. So if I oh. unplug the router, then even though I had that hookup for my husband's phone, he wouldn't have been able to right. you know Got use it. it. So um, so I went online and I Googled, you know, how do you disable Wi-Fi on my router? And, you know, I have an ATTU verse or whatever. And so there was some website, type in this code, and it brought up kind of this control panel. I put in our Wi-Fi password and all that stuff. And now through my computer, I can actually switch off, like disable just the Wi-Fi. Mm -hmm. So now I just keep the Wi-Fi off, but my Ethernet is still connected. So, Interesting. yeah, so I'm, I'm, and that's the easiest thing I've found to do. Now I don't have to worry about, you know, unplugging it at night and that's know, good. pissing everybody off. That. So, yeah. so you had this moment where you went into the store, thou shall not be named, that had no <laughs> cool maternity wear, didn't yeah. even acknowledge that such a thing should exist. <laughs> right. And then you also had like this awakening, which in motherhood, I think anyone who is either pregnant or becoming a mother can understand that it's like you learn really quickly all the things you don't know, yes. or at least you become aware, yes. right? You don't always have time or the ability to like access the information because that's a whole nother story, yes. but you become aware of like these gaps in education. And so yes. you were like, these things are harmful at a certain point throughout your journey with all of your children. Yes. And so how does Juno solve for that? What is it about this clothing that is like protective? Right. So what we're doing is um, we're taking fabric. It, it, when I first started thinking about this, I, I had envisioned that things were going to go a certain way because I knew nothing. But the more I talked to textile mills and manufacturers and so on, the process, you know, turns out that it's a little different than I had envisioned. Hopefully one day it will go the way I hope. But right now what we're doing is we're using EMF shielding fabrics, which are integrated most commonly with silver, silver mm -hmm. threads, um, because it's a very conductive material, which means it will reflect, 
EMF radiation. Um, And um, so you can use these fabrics, um, you know, for curtains. I've seen them in um, bedding, blankets. Um, You know, some people have very serious sensitivity to EMF radiation. And so some people require, you know, things like... um, paint that will, you know, shield the, the radiation and, and so on. So there is fabric on the market that you can purchase in bulk or in small amounts. You can make any, any sort of, you know, kind of, um, garment or, or product that you really find useful. But what we're doing is we're taking it, developing a way to integrate it into our clothing so that it'll kind of be this seamless, product you don't need to think about something you want to wear and then when you're exposed to emf radiation that you have no control over you know or you know you're running around your mom you forget to just flip your phone onto airplane mode or whatever you know you've got this level of protection that you know isn't you know penetrating you know directly into your you know fetus and um so it's um it's a very um new and unique um way of of offering you know expecting parents a little bit of protection um and there are other products on the market too you know um emf has been proven to really affect the fertility of um sperm and so there are already some um, underwear on the market, men's underwear on the market that has this shielding fabric um, incorporated in it. Um, so, you know, this isn't a, a, a new concept. Um, right. It's the, the trouble is that this fabric, because it is um, integrated with a noble material, you know, silver fluctuate, the price of silver fluctuates, you know, nearly in tandem with the price of gold. Um, you know, these fabrics are very, very expensive. Mm-hmm. And so to create products um, in a way that's, um, you know, cost effective and um, accessible to, you know, many people is, is challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, and so and that's something that, um, you know, is going to be part of educating consumers about these products. Um, The other benefits of this kind of fabric, though, too, not only the shielding of the EMFs, is that they're antimicrobial and Mm. they don't hold a scent print, Yeah, (laughs) which is, you know, your odors. So and, um, you know, so you don't need to wash them as much. So they're, you know, they're the life of the garment is extended a bit. Um, so, you know, it's just, it's something that I hope, I really hope that as awareness increases and consumer demand increases, Mm -hmm. that the price of these fabrics and other shielding materials will eventually go down because the demand will increase. Um, so right now, you know, our products are going to be on the higher end because it, they're going to be high quality. Um, they're going to have this very costly fabric integrated into them. And, um, you know, they're really going to be in an elevated design that, um, you know, I think that could really help a lot of people. Yeah. I can see, um, 
down the road, I can even see this extending into baby care. You know, it's like blankets and towels and bed sheets and going down that road. I'm I'm like having all the memories of me nursing my child to sleep with my phone in my hand. Absolutely. I did it (laughs) too. Absolutely. And it's crazy because a lot of these symptoms from EMF exposure are things like, you know, poor sleep. And Mm -hmm. it's like, I spent every single day of those first three months just trying to get my baby to sleep. And here I am just like doing something that is interrupting that process. So again, if I'd only known. Yeah. Yeah. If turning off the Wi-Fi will help my children, even though they're older now, go to through sleep. the night, I'm there for that. Because yeah. <laughs> even at nine and five, we still struggle with going to bed and waking up in the middle of the night. You know, it's just how it goes. So I have a very anecdotal story um, to share. And again, I just want to preface, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. I'm not an engineer. I'm a student of all this. I'm a fangirl. You know, I'm just sharing what I've learned, but I, I went around our house the other day. There are these, these meters that you can buy. Um, I, I bought mine from safe living technologies, a really great company. This is just a, an EMF meter. It measures the amount of radio frequencies, um, in the location where you're standing. So I walked around the house and this is not professional grade. This is consumer grade. So there are professionals that have like the $20,000 equipment that really gives you the accurate readings, but this gives a pretty, you know, it, it shows you by colors, you know, green to bright red, you know, where the, the levels are highest. And I just was walking around our house and I put it, on my daughter's pillow and the reading went off the chart. I mean, by multiples of a thousand. And I was just like, oh shit. And so I kind of moved it around the room and it was obvious that it was coming off the wall that where her head is. Um, and, and on the other side of that wall, we have a television. The television is wired through ethernet. However, we have a Roku um, transmitter. They all come with them now. TVs come with these transmitters, like built in, pretty much. Ooh, I did not know that. Okay. So- <laughs> okay. <laughs> but maybe if they're built in and connected to Ethernet, it might not maybe be that's the different. Same. I'm learning. I'm learning all of this from you, but I just know that my sister just bought a TV and she's like, it has Roku inside. I was like, no way. <laughs> So maybe, I don't know, that's beyond the knowledge I have right now. Um, But in our case, we had the separate transmitter Mm. that you like stick to your television. Yeah. And that thing was pumping. I, you know, took the reading and it was super high, just like in my daughter's room. So I just unplugged that transmitter and the levels dropped from bright, bright red all the way to green. And I was like, and this was with the Wi-Fi off, by the way. That's crazy. Right. Yeah. So with the Wi-Fi with off, the Wi-Fi different off. room, but yes. here it's by your daughter's head as she's sleeping every yes. single night. Yes. And so last night, none of my kids came up to my bed in the middle of the night. <laughs> Holy moly. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't We're know. We're going to need to do a daily check-in with you. <laughs> Just a coincidence. I don't know. <laughs> But wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll take it. I mean, yeah. I love that you have three children. So you like you are birthing this company in the middle of a pandemic with three kids. 
three yes. kids, but also twins in there. Yes. I, um, I want to kind of take it back to, I mean, I'm so inspired by you and how you're getting all of this done. What are your routines like? Like, talk to us about your, your day to day. Like, I know, you know, the routines of like pulling out the Wi-Fi and things like that, but <laughs> we have a lot of, you know, parents who listen to our podcast. And I think we all ask each other these questions, like, how do we do it? And I would just love to hear more of that about that from you. Um, I usually feel like I'm just hanging by a thread. However, now that, you know, I'm not working for anybody else, which was always a very intense point of stress for me. Because <laughs> you, you started out working. Yeah. You were working in a, in a job for 15 years. Yes. For someone else. Corporate America. Totally. And I mean, we don't have time to talk about all this stuff that (laughs) I saw and experienced there. But needless to say, it wasn't pleasant for the most part. So now now when, um, you know, I'm feeling there's not enough of me to go around, it's okay because I'm not Mm -hmm. doing it for anybody else anymore. Like it's it's me and my time and my family. And um, that makes a huge difference. Yeah. And um and it also means I'm not just a grouchy, stressed out, mean mommy as much. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I still am, but, you know, just, <laughs> just not as Just much. here and there. Yes. <laughs> just yes. a sprinkling. <laughs> yes. So, um, so yeah, I don't, you know, our, I am the last one to get out of bed in the morning, and that's at 6.30 in the morning. So our kids just wake up way, way too early always. Um, so, you know, and I'm not a morning person. So... You know, my husband, he's an amazing, supportive partner, and he's downstairs with all the kids making breakfast and getting the day started. And then, you know, I go and help and, you know, we get everybody out the door. And so then I really don't sit down to the computer until you know, 9, 930. And, you know, it, and in that time between dropping off school and stuff, I'm usually listening to podcasts or books or watering out in the garden and whatever, and just kind of like easing into the day. And then I sit down and get to work. Um, and then, you know, I work until I've got to pick kids up and cook dinner and all that stuff. And so, and then I come back after bedtime at eight o'clock and I just sit down and start again. And I love it because I'm definitely more of a night owl and that's when my creative juices really start flowing. I sit down, I do brain dumps, I answer emails, I just kind of, you know, write my to-do list for the next day. Um, And it's just my quiet time and it's wonderful. And I don't mind that it's late at night because I'm loving what I'm doing and learning and absorbing. And then I end my day exercising. So I will get on the Peloton at like 11 at night. The other night I got on it. I'm blown away right now. It's very bizarre. And it's totally the opposite of what everyone tells you to do. Wake up first thing in the morning, go to the gym, exercise. I'm just like, if I do that, I am a disaster the rest of the day. I am like falling asleep in my chair. Like Mm. I have never been a person who can work out in the morning, not only because I'm not a work, a morning person, but also it just, it tires me out the rest of the day. I'm done. So I get all of my energy, stress, everything out. Everything's just released at the end of the day. 
I feel like I've got everything done I needed to get done. I do my workout. Sometimes it's short, you know, 20 minutes. Sometimes it's an hour, whatever. I. And you're not all pumped up after? No. Nope. Then I am just toast. I mean, it was just like I am lights out. And it's so interesting. It's wonderful. And then (laughs) and because I'm I'm at that point, I'm tired and I, you know, go I do all the, you know, you know, all the things, you know, you don't look at your phone, you turn everything off, you know, that sort of thing. So even though I'm going to sleep at midnight or one in the morning, and waking up at 6, 6.30, my sleep is so good and so solid that, like, I don't feel like I'm, you know, missing out on, you know, eight hours of sleep or whatever. So, yeah. (laughs) I I love that. That that is definitely... Well, and there's some studies out there. Gosh, it's been so long since I I read about this, about... um, you know, humans, everyone has kind of a sleep cycle that's different and in some way relates to animals in the wild. You know, some animals are nocturnal, some aren't, yeah. some are the mm-hmm. the animals that guard the, the group at night, you know, and so humans kind of follow some of these patterns. And I think I must have you know, be the animal that gar- guards the, the tribe. And you're like, so I'm yeah. a garter of the night. Exactly. And that's why I'm on around. my Peloton. Yes. <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> Meanwhile, I'm ready I to am get right. then. <laughs> yeah, I'm quite the opposite. My most creative time is like first thing in the morning, but I never would have identified as like a morning person until after I transitioned into motherhood for sure. Like I definitely was a night owl before, but then I turned like 30 something and it all flip flopped on me. Right. But I could never work out. If I go and work out at 3 PM, the whole time I'm thinking, why did I wait till this time? I'm just too tired. (laughs) So I really admire that you do that. I've been doing like 5 PM, 10 minute yogas at my house when I get home. And it's funny because like, I've been trying to drink less wine or just like not have the daily glass of wine every day. And that helps where I'm just like, Mm -hmm. okay, 5 p.m. Let me do 10 minutes of yoga. And then I have like salsa, ice and lime. Yeah. You're like, let me do 10 minutes of yoga and then have a bottle of wine. Exactly. (laughs) That's the reward. Absolutely. For 10 minutes. That does happen sometimes. (laughs) However, I notice there's like that I'm I'm a sucker for like cooking and having like a glass of wine and putting music on. That's like my downtime with the kids and we're all having a blast together and, you know, a blast together. Usually they're fighting and I'm yelling, but sometimes you do have fun dance parties. (laughs) Who am I kidding? But I like having that moment. And then I was like, how can I switch this? And I've been doing this exercise at five, but I used to be the same way where I'm like, no, I cannot do any sort of exercising Mm -mm. in the evening. I want to hear from other people who also exercise at night. Like how many other, (laughs) I'm so blown away right now. How many other people have you found that also are guardians of the night? (laughs) (laughs) Like, are you the only person, you know, like this? Um, Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, because it's not 5 p.m. It's, it's the 11 p.m. Yeah. that I'm yeah. stuck on that I'm like, oh, I'm not doing anything at that hour. Yeah. Well, and it also forces me to um, kind of rein in my wine drinking. Yeah. Because. Yes. Right. Right. Because you, you got to work, so, work out. I mean, I don't even want to exactly. have sex at night anymore. <laughs> let alone like get on some kind of, can, you know, some bicycle. Some bicycle. You're not getting on anything. I'm not getting on anything at night anymore. <laughs> You're not riding anything. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. 
So Juno is going to launch probably in a year-ish, right? Yes. And you are just full throttle right now with designs and samples and like all your creativity is flowing. I think yes. maybe that's why the excitement and the creativity. <laughs> I want to talk to you after the launch. And a year from find now, out. yes, my, <laughs> my tune may be totally different. Could be, but I, we'll keep hope alive yes. for you because that sounds amazing. Yeah, and I do. I, I want to just throw some mad respect your way for doing what you're doing with kids, pandemic or no pandemic, it is not easy. And also one of the things I love about your story is that you went to school for creativity, for fashion, um, and you're back there. And that must feel really good to be back in that place that you had a passion for. And that is no easy feat. Yeah, corporate America didn't suck it all out of you. Oh, it tried hard. It tried, tried but it didn't work. (laughs) (laughs) Tends to do that. Yeah. 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 Well, congrats to you on everything. And we cannot wait to see. Can't wait. What Juno brings. And thank you. So let's spin the wheel. I have a question. You do. Okay. All right. So you're here to play the spin the wheel game. We're spinning away. And I'm curious, since you have given birth more than once, which body part, thinking about your anatomy, surprise you the most during pregnancy or during birth? And this could be your vagina. It could be your cervix. It could be your uterus, your ovaries, your breasts, nipples, like your areolas. Like what was, what is something that happened that you were like, first, I didn't know that happened. I didn't know it was going to change to that color. I didn't think it could stretch that much, you know, whatever it is. Cause there's so many, like we can't even name them all. Oh gosh, this could go two ways. I couldn't believe that my belly could stretch big enough to carry two seven pound humans. Nice. Carrying 14 pounds of baby. What? Um, Yeah, that's amazing. (laughs) And then the most shocking thing, aside from that, was my boobs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) With my first son, I had over supply I had too much mm. supply which caused a lot of problems which is a whole conversation on its own but mm-hmm. I would line up five eight ounce bottles and pump and fill them in one sitting oh my god wow yes that is overproduction that's, that's real yeah so that was nothing I had ever heard of nothing I ever imagined would happen because you hear about not yeah. producing enough mm-hmm. totally and I had no idea this was a thing and no idea that it would cause so many problems. I mean, it mm-hmm. sounds great, but it caused a lot of problems. So, yeah, it right. does. Yeah, it absolutely. So, does. Wow, those are what did you do with all that milk? Do you still have milk in your freezer? Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, it, uh, my freezer was full, but um, it it caused um, many, many bouts of mastitis, mastitis. and so on. Yeah. And so because yeah. I was trying to recover, you know, heal from that. Um, I was pumping and dumping a lot because I was on so many medications. So thankfully I had that supply to, you know, use until I had recovered and was able Mm -hmm. to continue. Oh, wow. You know, feeding. No easy feet. Yeah. Thanks for going there and sharing that with us. (laughs) Well, whenever I can say the word boobs, you know, it's great. (laughs) That's right. Marjorie, it's been a pleasure talking to you again. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) 
Thank you so much, Marjorie, for joining us on the Born Into This podcast. You can find Juno at junoware.com for any announcements and be sure to sign up for their newsletter. Follow them on Instagram at junoware and email welcome at junoware.com with any questions about the topics we discussed with her today. 